You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Reckless speculation. Bonus scoop time is what it actually is right now. Scoops with Doogie, of course, on Thursday, which is Reckless Speculation Thursday. But Tuesdays, there is Reckless Speculation to sort of warm you up for the week. Judd, Declan, and Darren Doogie Wilson, Channel 5 Eyewitness News. Check out the Scoop podcast as well. And Dukes, let's start with a place that I expect to see you later today, which is going to be another Open Vikings OTA as they continue down this path. Um, of course, there's going to be nine of those before we get to the mandatory two-day minicamp, which we're going to have in June. And I want to start you uh, with what we saw last week and and what is transpiring here. And I guess if there was a headline to me, what stood out to me was this, just the aggressiveness of the defense and how much Brian Flores is going to change things. And the fact that it's just so very, very clear that this team is now going to put a huge priority on speed as well. Um, it feels it feels like, at least from a construction standpoint, Dukes, that they are getting the defense right this time after definitely not doing that a year ago. Absolutely. Speed. Absolutely. A big-time emphasis this offseason. Brian Flores will stress speed. He wanted the speed. This defense is going to appear faster. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a whole lot better. To me, Judd, it's going to be hard for the defense to be a whole lot worse, right? I mean, you know, you think about how rock bottom they were last year. They can only go up. But, yeah, there is a sense that we are going to see that speed starting September 10th. We're going to be like, whoa, okay, all right, now we fully understand it. I think we'll see snippets during August as well, the preseason, during training camp. They may have a joint practice with the Tennessee Titans. Maybe more information to come on that at a later date. So I think there will be opportunities training camp to see it. But yeah, like you think about these OTAs, I mean, unprompted. I had a conversation last Tuesday with Dean Lowry, the free agent defensive lineman edition from the green Bay Packers. I asked some sort of open-ended question about, you know, laying the groundwork here in may to set up what will take place in July into August. He then turned a corner on, well, you know, yes, not only are we laying the groundwork, but like you think about the intensity you're seeing out here, you know, how we're going, you know, maybe a bit faster than I thought. This was Dean Lowry talking. You were in the scrum with Marcus Davenport. He alluded to some of those things. So no doubt about it. I will tell you on the injured guy. So last Tuesday, Jordan Addison was a bystander. You tried to approach him, wanted to know what was up. He gave you the Heisman stiff arm. He didn't want to talk <laughs> to you. Well. Wouldn't even say a word. I did check with somebody close to Jordan. I'm led to believe nothing serious going on there, but they wouldn't give me particulars. They said, hey, you want to check with the Vikings on on specifics, but nothing to worry about long-term. Running back Dwayne McBride was rehabbing the hamstring off to the side. My understanding is if this was a game week, if they needed him to go, he could, but no reason to push. Now, hey, that's one of those injuries that could pop up again, right? Like once you mess up your hamstring, it may take a while, but the thought is if he really needed to go, if they had a game, let's say on Sunday, 
he could ramp things up. But right now, OTAs, no reason to do so. But there's no long-term concern with Dwayne McBride. Then Brian O'Neill is another player rehabbing off to the side. He continues to trend in the right direction. I don't necessarily think he'll be like a full go that first day of pads, whatever that day is, August 1st, August 2nd, August 3rd, five, six days into camp. But he is trending to be ready to do stuff during training camp and ultimately be ready for week one, September 10th, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dukes, any updates or status on uh, the Daniel Hunter front, whether that's a contract negotiation, whether that's in him showing up to TCO even and whatnot? Has, has there been any other news on that in the last week or so? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll be surprised if we see him later today. We will be bonding, Judd. Declan, you going to be out there today? Not today. Judd will be sending me stuff back on the home front, though, for the TikToks you love to see, Dukes. We'll, uh, we'll, love we'll take care of all that, yes. all that for you. Yes, Judd is very aggressive. Like, he'll go where other <laughs> reporters won't go. Even though I've we have told, access, like I've that far deep off. corner backfield, like yeah. nobody ventures over there except for one Judd Zolgad. So, yeah, when you think about the content that Judd is producing. I'm in the shrubs. Let's be honest. There there have been times where I've been and been told to get out of the shrubs. So that's fine. Correct. Yeah. So he's going above and beyond. I hope the viewer, the listener realizes all the work that Judd does during these access periods of of OTA. So, yeah, we'll be out there, Judd. We can hold hands. We can sing Kumbaya. We'll bond. So I'll see you in a couple hours. But on Daniil, like, I'll be surprised, Declan, if we see him later today. The question is, will he be there in a couple weeks for that mandatory, as you laid out, Judd, multiple-day minicamp? I, you know, I still think they end up paying him. I do. I don't know when, but they want him here. Like, the idea isn't to part ways with Daniil and Zadarius. So Daniil is going to be here. We all know that base salary is far too low, so... I still see them taking care of him. I just can't pinpoint like exactly the day. Now, if he's out there today, that will be a telltale sign that things are progressing steadily along or heck done. But I guess I'll be surprised if we see him out there today. The question is, do we see him at the mandatory minicamp in two weeks? I think it's fair to say that's also probably tied to the Dalvin Cook thing, like as far as his contract coming off the books to give Hunter a raise. So um, on Justin Jefferson, and, and again, I've said this since last Tuesday when he wasn't there, I am not trying to invoke panic. Voluntary camps, he might have been there at times. Guys can come and go. Um, but just from what your spies tell you, did you hear any scuttlebutt about that? whether this might have to do with his contract, which is not up. It has two years left, to be clear, but he is going to get an, an extension at some point here, and that's going to be a very rich one. Do we know? Anything about the fact that I think it was KJ Osborne talked about the fact I was working out with Justin in Florida. He is working out hard, uh, but that he was not present. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't worry about Justin Jefferson, but I will tell you last Tuesday was not the first time he wasn't in Egan for this offseason program, right? So this wasn't just a one-time deal. I guess I'll be surprised if, like Daniil, if we see Justin out on the field later today. But, yeah, I mean, he's been training with this guy, you know, the guy he's been training with, heck, going back to pre-draft, right, down in Florida. They're going to take care of him. We know that, Judd. That's, again, a question of when, not if. I think it behooves them to do it sooner rather than later, right? Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's, you know, any number of other contracts. Nick Bosa is one, right? Like, whatever the Niners are going to give Nick, does Justin try to trump that? Okay, maybe you can't quite touch some of that quarterback money 
But I can tell you, you know, his representation, they're high-powered agents, right? They're not going to mess around. I mean, you know, it makes logical sense for them to push to make Justin Jefferson the highest non-paid quarterback, right? So that's essentially where negotiations start and negotiations will be ongoing. But we know the Vikings are going to sign him to an extension. We just got to figure out exactly when. But yeah, I mean, there's just, there's no sense. Again, that's another one. Will he be here? for the mandatory minicamp. But when it comes to voluntary stuff, there's just there's no reason for him to put his body on the line, right? Until the deal is done, does it make sense, Judd? Like we talked about this, you know, watching practice last Tuesday. What sense does it make for Justin to be here now? Now, TJ Hawkinson was out there running around, right? Ezra right. Cleveland was there doing right. stuff. These are guys heading into contract years. KJ Osborne is another. But if you're Justin, when talking about the money he is going to get, there's no reason for him to put his body on the line, even though, you know, it's not like they're going even at 75%. Although the defense is trying to ramp yeah, up the intensity. Like they're trying to, but the offense isn't going at anywhere near 75%. I think the important thing, though, Dukes, to note here is this. Justin Jefferson is going to get a contract. It's going to be massive, and it's almost certainly 99% going to be from the Minnesota Vikings. That being said, we both know this. When you're dealing in a contract like this, there are going to be some, for lack of a better term, hiccups. Like it's, it's, these rarely go completely smoothly, right? Where it's like, hey, we just gave him the richest contract in the history of football for his position. Those ordinarily have some give and some take and some push and some pull. So I'm not trying to insinuate here that something won't get done. I, but I've said from the start, I don't think it's going to be as simple as people think. There's usually some, some sticking points in a contract that's going to be this enormous. Nobody just says, oh, yeah, let's just do this. It's back and forth, back and forth. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, a contract of this magnitude, knowing what the Jefferson camp is going to push for, knowing the resistance that Rob Brzezinski is going to offer in terms of, you know, however it's structured, right? Whether it's, you know, void years, the guaranteed money, how far it goes, you know, into the contract. Like, there's all sorts of different variables, right? I mean... I'm far from any sort of contract expert, right? But when I talk to my guys like Joel Corey, who's negotiated a number of contracts from CBS Sports, like he's he's told me about how complicated these negotiations can be. So no doubt about it. So that's what I'm saying, Judd. Like it doesn't make sense. Like why exactly does Justin need to be here right now? The offense isn't changing. There's no compelling reason. Like if somebody wants to try to lay one out to me, fine. I'm all ears, but... I just can't comprehend why exactly he needs to be here right now on May 30th. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Dukes, any uh, Wolves scoopage on that end? I know we have our two teams set in the NBA Finals now with uh, the Heat prevailing after blowing a 3-0 lead but still ends up going to the NBA Finals. Uh, anything on the Wolves front, though? Yeah, how about making progress with Tim Connolly? Texted with Tim last week. He said, hey, we'll do something on camera after the Finals. I said, hey, Tim. There you go. Fantastic, right? So Hello. I finally... My year-long quest to do a sit-down interview. He'll do stuff on camera, right? He's held press conferences before. 
But he hasn't done, as far as I know, a one-on-one interview on camera. He told me, we'll do one after the finals. Now, you know, actions speak louder than words, right? So maybe he's hoping they all forget about it in 10 to 14 days whenever the finals ends. But I'm like, yeah, of course, especially because I think Denver is going to win the championship. So that's just another layer to ask him about, right? Just, you know, how much regret he has, if there's any regret, or does he just look at his paychecks and say, hey, $8 million compared to Denver paying me about half of that? Hey, I'm okay, right? Like, life is okay, plus I'll still get some credit. I helped assemble that roster. Mm -hmm. Now, I still fully believe I had a back and forth with Ryan Saunders on Friday, caught up with Ryan for about 25 minutes on Friday. That's on the latest Scoop podcast, episode 417, that posted on Sunday. I had it back and forth with Ryan. I'm like, I'm not convinced, Ryan, that Tim makes the Contavious Caldwell Pope move. In fact, I'm positive he doesn't make that move. He doesn't move Monty Morris in that deal for Contavious Caldwell Pope. Not sure he drafts Christian Braun. Not sure he signs Bruce Brown. And hey, maybe Denver still makes the finals without those moves, although I'm not convinced they make it without Contavious Caldwell Pope. But yeah, you think about Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray. Hey, Nikola Jokic, right? I mean, he still needs to sign off on that, even if it was his scouts who recommended that second-round pick way back in, what was it, 2014 or 2015, whenever they selected Jokic, you know, 40-something overall. It's not like Tim Connolly had this deep knowledge at the time on Nikola Jokic, but, you know, he gave the authority to those who, you know, he employed and said, okay, yeah, I take your word. Let's let's pull the trigger on on that Jokic pick. So I look forward to catching up with, with Tim Connolly. Otherwise, Declan... They'll start bringing in some draft prospects here pretty darn quick, although I checked on one guy I know they have some interest in, and he is not booked yet. But as the calendar flips here to June, we think about the draft, what, three weeks from Thursday? Is that right? What's Thursday's day? June 1st? So June 8th, June 15th, June 22nd, right, is the draft. So three weeks from Thursday. So the Wolves will bring some prospects into the Twin Cities for a visit. For a workout, the Wolves had a bunch of people out in Southern California last week. Zarko Durasic, Matt Lloyd, Manny Rohan. I did not hear of Tim Connolly being out in SoCal, but I know at least those three Wolves front office staff members were out in Southern California last week for, for these agency pro days. So they had a chance to watch guys. You know, they saw them at the Combine. They've seen these guys throughout the season. So they'll be ready to, to go when it comes to June 22nd, that 53rd overall pick. You think about last year's second-round pick, Josh Minot. I think he's going to be a rotation guy as soon as next season. So, you know, you can find a guy that can help you. Maybe you don't find a star, but you can find a rotational guy at pick 53. So that's really where the focus is at. I have not heard of any recent trade steam, right? That's what everybody wants to hear about. Are the Portland Trailblazers truly interested in trading for Carl Anthony Towns? Now that the Celtics lost, the way in which they lost, are they trading Jalen Brown? Is there some sort of three-way we can concoct? Or do you trade Towns to Boston, end up with Jalen Brown here? We saw that video of Anthony Edwards after one of the Miami-Boston games bonding with Jalen Brown. Anthony Edwards was sitting with Alex Rodriguez courtside in Miami. Can't recall if it was game three or game four. But at some point, pregame, postgame, there was that video clip of of Anthony and Jalen bonding. Right, So Twitter went nuts saying, hey, how great would it be, Anthony Edwards? Jalen Brown, that one-two combination. You stay away, you stay away from the stars, okay? Boston. Yeah, so anyway, I have not heard of any new steam. I'll continue to believe that they're going to run this thing back, that a full year of Mike Conley Jr., that there's a belief, hey, okay, we won't have the injury 
you know, crap stuff that happened to us here in the 22-23 season happened to us in the 23-24 season, not to mention, you know, Torian Prince, darn near 30 games. Heck, everybody outside of Jaden McDaniels, Anthony Edwards missed like double-digit games. Even Rudy Gobert missed two games here, a game here, a game there, right? Kyle Anderson missed some games. I'll tell you what, though, and Kyle Anderson, like that eye injury, that scares me. Thankfully, he's okay, but like I need to see it in October, November that he is okay. The fact that he needed to wait a month for the swelling to go down to undergo surgery to me, any surgery on the eye, like I don't think there's a such thing as minor surgery on your eye, right? So like I need to see it to truly believe that he's okay, but they keep telling us, hey, Kyle is okay. It was a successful surgery, but I just, I can see them running this thing back when you look at the landscape of the Western Conference, you know, New Orleans. I mean, what happens with Zion Williamson? What happens in Memphis with John Morant? Is there any evidence that Paul George, Kawhi Leonard can stay healthy? So where exactly are the Clippers going? Phoenix hiring a new coach. Heck, they wanted Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse says, ah, you know what? I'll go to Philly instead, right? So Phoenix swings and misses. Right, So what does Nick Nurse know about Phoenix where he said, hey, I'll go to Philly even though it looks like James Harden is going to leave as a free agent. Now maybe it's as simple as, hey, Joel Embiid, the MVP, I'll take my chances with him over KD, over Devin Booker. But Phoenix has all sorts of depth issues. You know, what do the Lakers do? Does Kyrie go to L.A. or does Kyrie end up back in Dallas? Dallas is a team interested in doing some stuff. The Spurs are eventually going to be pretty darn good, but I don't think as soon as next year. So I'm just saying, Declan, you start looking at the landscape of the Western Conference, like I can make, maybe it's not super compelling, but I can make a case that there is a logical pathway to the Wolves finishing top four next year if they just run this thing back, get some injury luck on their side, and not blow all these double-digit leads. Now, hey, we saw it in the Memphis playoff series. It carried over into this past season. So maybe that's a pattern that just won't be broken. Maybe next season the Wolves are going to continue to blow all these double-digit leads. Maybe they will continue to lose to the bottom feeders of the league. But they had 12 losses this past season to the bottom feeders, right? Portland, Washington, Charlotte, you know, Detroit, Houston, San Antonio. That if you just find a way to win six of those 12, right? Instead of losing 12 of those games, you lose six. Heck, you're at the four seed, right? So that they feel like, hey, if we run this thing back, like, we can change this thing around pretty darn quick. So they'll listen. Hey, I have a man crush on Scoot Henderson. I'd be interested if Portland wants Cat. I would absolutely listen if it ends up with Scoot Henderson here. A Scoot Henderson-Anthony Edwards backcourt really, really intrigues me, but I've not heard of any steam as we sit here on May 30th. Dude, great stuff. We got a busy day, so we have to run and get to Phil, but I will see you out at the Vikings uh, shortly here, and we will bond again with OTAs. I like it. One more just to carry on the tradition, Judd. You told me to check on something Caleb Fieldbar related, so Caleb is with the Saints right now in Buffalo. Let's just say he's not a big fan of Buffalo. Let's just say I'm not convinced that he's real excited about this rehab assignment. Kenta Maeda also with the Saints right now, but Caleb, you remember, he was in the Tiger system, like, what, 2019? Was that Triple A Toledo? He spent a lot of time in Buffalo. Let's just say Caleb is not real pumped about being in Buffalo, but hopefully he's back in that Twins bullpen sooner rather than later. I know initially with this oblique injury, they thought, hey, like, he could be back as soon as the 15 days. Unfortunately, it has taken a bit longer, tricky injury, but clearly that Twins bullpen misses Caleb Fieldbar. I'll see you later in Egan. See ya.
All right. Talk to you Thursday.